Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Father Frank Pavone, Frank Pavone now, as he's been laicized, is here with Priests for Life. But my take on Father Frank Pavone, I've known him most of my life because I'm now 66 years old. So, uh, Frank, I'm glad you're here. I know people get upset when I call you Father Frank, and I get it. It's just that I'm used to seeing you as Father Frank. Welcome well, to Terry. Uh, Terry, let me say that 99% of the people are with you because uh, everywhere I go, every piece of correspondence I yeah, get, they yeah. say they say to me something very simple. Yeah. I will always call you Father because it's about a relationship. Exactly. It's not about, uh, you, it's not about legalism. Yeah. It's about a relationship. I get it. We've got a special up, uh, show today. For the whole hour, I have the honor to be with Father Frank Pavone to talk about an update on the woke culture and abortion. What do they have in common? What's the story? Because here we are on the West Coast, Father Frank. We're fighting right now over at Dodger Stadium, spiritually fighting with reparation. Yes. Our march is coming up on the 16th of June uh, from the cathedral down to Dodger Stadium. We're praying because we see an attack on our culture of our Catholic faith with the so-called Sisters of Indulgence, the perpetual indulgence, when really they're, they're men wanting to be women, they're homosexual men attacking our Catholic faith. And so we just won't put up with that because we want to say, wait, if it was a Muslim group or a Jewish group, the culture would say, you can't do that, but we can beat up on Catholics. So I want to ask you, how is there a connection between uh, the woke culture and abortion? And what do they have in common? Well, this is a big topic. You know, woke, uh, uh, it, it means control. This is, this, is, this is a group of people in our culture. Mm -hmm. They want to control all the levers of government and culture and everything else. They want to control our lives. Now, in order to do this, they have to break down the system the way that it currently exists. And the way they break it down is through division. Mm -hmm. So let's divide people based on race. Let's divide. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a new form of Marxism, in other words. There you the go. same way that 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 you know Marxists of old would say, let's divide people by you know economic uh, uh, status in society. Uh, you know uh, that doesn't work anymore because people are economically mobile. So you can't say, oh, we're going to divide society that way. So we have to find new ways to divide us. And so they're going to divide us by by race. They're going to divide us by. Um, this, you know, either you're in favor of the transgender or you're transphobic. You know, why has all anybody, you know, wonder why not only this stuff is so nonsensical in and of itself, but why has it all of a sudden mushroomed so quickly that it's become headlines every single day? That's because this is an orchestrated plan on the part of those who are are pushing this agenda in order to do what? Again, continue to 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 divide, mm -hmm. uh, and so that you can have this atomized, a uh, 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 broken uh, society of all these different units who are at who have been taught to be at enmity with one another, and then these elites need to then feel they have to step in and they can justify, okay, now we have to take control because look how how fractured our society is. Uh, this is this is based furthermore on a denial of truth. Yes, a, a, a denial of morality. You know, we, we we look at, for example, one of the tools that's that's being used by the woke culture to divide us is critical race theory. Our our students in school are taught that you know if you're 
if you're a, 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 a white boy sitting there, you know, you are inherently racist. And, and we have to step back and, 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 and think about that for a moment. So in other words, they're getting from their woke teachers, you yeah. know, oh, well, I'm 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 racist. I never thought uh, uh, to look down on people uh, because of it. They're a different race or a different color of skin. I never thought of that. And they're being told, oh, but yes, you are. Yes, you are. It's because it's historical. It's built into you. It's because of who you are. And this goes completely against the Christian doctrine, first of all, of free will, and secondly, of repentance. In other words, let's say I did commit a sin of racism. Well, the, the Christian gospel tells me I can become aware of that. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, and if I do become aware of that, I can repent. So maybe I was racist yesterday, and now today I, I've repented, and I'm not racist anymore. But according to the critical race theory, no, you're stuck. It's because of who you are that you're that you're racist, and you can't get out of that. And and this, of course, is is false. It's heretical. But these people who who are who are controlling the woke uh, agenda, they want to introduce those wedges, those walls, those divisions between people. And um, the critical race theory is just a subset of critical theory overall. It's a broader conceptual pack of, 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 of lies and garbage. Um, but what it entails is what we were saying a moment ago, a complete denial of truth, a complete denial of morality, a denial of creation, a denial of God. That's why you hear crazy things like, oh, even mathematics is racist <laughs> in the world. It's how like, do you figure that out? <laughs> how, do you, how do you get to that? The way you get to that is, yeah. remember, their starting point is there's no such thing as truth. So the idea that there's a right or a wrong answer to something is, well, that's just a, a result of a, a white supremacy structure of society, which we've got to overturn and demolish. And uh, so if you say there's a right or wrong answer in math or in science or it, 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 it's like, no, 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 we don't think that way anymore. You know, everybody is right in his, his or her own way. And, uh, you know, this reminds me of, you know, I was home uh, uh, last summer for, for our uh, 4th of July and at the public high school across the street from the house where I grew up. Uh, they had this ceremony in the evening for you know an essay contest, and I expected okay they're going to announce you know the winners maybe first second third place you know and they'll have three of the students go up there and they said now we're going to introduce the winners of the essay contest and 50, 50 children walked up there what? and it's like okay I get it here it is now it's this culture in which no 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 you can't say one person's right one person's wrong one person's better one no 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 they all participate so they all get the prize and this is this 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 equity idea that everybody's got to be flattened on this equal playing field and it, it ties into a whole system of of of, of uh, uh, government uh, and economy where they say, oh, we, we need equal outcomes for everybody. What does that do, Terry? That squashes individual initiative. Why should a student work hard? Why should a student be motivated to study hard and to work harder and to do a better job than the others if in the end the others who are sitting back and being lazy yeah. 
are going to get the same award and the last day. I mean, it's like, wait a second, you and the same thing economically. I mean, I know we're going into a whole lot of stuff at once. No, I'm hearing it. Yeah. Economically, if if you say to a to a to a to a nation or to an economy, listen, I mean, it's again, it's a form of it's a modern form of Marxism. Yes, it is. If you come in and say, listen, everything is going to be owned by the government and equally distributed. It's like, wait a second, because the because the government today, you know, those that are pulling the levers of power now, they just want to redistribute everybody's the wealth. They want to they want to make you and me pay for somebody else's, uh, yeah. you know, college tuition. Sure. And, you know, ne- never, never mind what we worked for right. or what they didn't work for. Right. right. So but if in the end, a, a, a hardworking American is going to have to see his or her earnings spread around to everybody else in society who happens to need them. Well, then what does that do? Again, it squashes initiative. That's right. It squashes entrepreneurship, inventiveness, creativity. We in America have invented more things that, that characterize modern life than any other country in the world, email, cell phones, you know, everything, the internet. And it's like, wait a minute, why do people strive so hard to invent things? Part of the reason is they know they're going to be able to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Sure. But if the fruits of their labor are going to be equally distributed to everybody, well, then now you've taken away a very, very big motivation for them to even come up with these things in the first place. Now, bottom line is we've got a woke agenda, which means all this stuff. No truth, no individual liberty, uh, no no uh, uh, freedom. It's going to be control from the top, and the way we're going to get control is that we've got to we've got to knock down all these these established norms and systems and ideas about truth, morality, and family. By the way, biggest thing in their way, family. You want to get this new Marxism. You gotta get the children. You've gotta, and in order to get the children, this is why we see this indoctrination going on in our schools. You wanna get the children, what do you have to do? You've gotta divide them from their parents. Exactly. I think this is something that I think is gonna get most of our viewers most riled up. Of course. And you know what? St. John Paul II wrote that letter back in 1993 to the families, or 1994. It was the letter to the families. He said, the way the family goes is the way the culture goes. And so you're making your great points. And I'll tell you, statistically, right now, we're rewarding bad behavior in our culture. There's 8 million young people not working today. And I believe one of the reasons they're not working is because we're giving them benefits not to go to work. Right. That's a problem. So when we come back after the break, Father, continue on this. I want to give you lots of airtime to explain how this is also tying in to a culture that says killing unborn babies is not just okay, it's a, it's a good thing. I mean, see, once you get warped of like, I'm not seven foot five, I'm five foot five. Who cares? I said I'm seven foot five. That's not reality. Sin makes you stupid, in my opinion. Stay with us, family. We'll be back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Father Frank Lavone from Priest for Life is my guest, and he's taken me to school regarding the woke culture and the tie-in to abortion. And when you think about living in reality, reality 
uh, there's what we call objective truth. That what is objective truth? It's that it's true whether it's today, tomorrow, or yesterday. You know, I give the example of objective truth with gravity. You can deny that there's gravity, but that sudden drop at the end, you'll know that gravity is with us, whether you like it or not. And so, Father, you've been kind of taking us to school on this, on that the culture we're living in is not reality. It's a fake world that says, I make my own truth. And we know where that leads to chaos. Well, let me, there's a lot that we're unpacking here. Let me go right to the heart of what you're asking me here now, but then I want to backtrack again and keep building the, keep building the structure of understanding here. And I'm grateful to you for having me on for a a long time today, because (laughs) this this merits really, this merits some deep deep analysis. So here's what I've been saying to audiences lately around the country. You think about it, we're in a crazy spot today <laughs> where we can't say a man is a man or a woman is a woman. We've, we've got a justice on the Supreme Court who, during her confirmation hearings, was asked, Can you give a definition of a woman? And she couldn't. And, and she's she a couldn't. Supreme Court justice? She couldn't. Right. This is absolutely crazy. We see our, our friend Matt Walsh with this, this, this uh, documentary, What is a Woman? Yeah. Right? And it's like, oh my gosh, when you read, when you watch that, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you don't know whether to laugh or cry or scream. I mean, or pull your hair out because yeah. these people are just crazy. Yeah. They can't, uh, they can't define what a woman is. And when you ask them that that question, they accuse you of being violent. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw the 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 um, the exchange with Senator Josh Hawley Tell in me. the halls of the Senate. I was with him just recently. He was talking about this again. And he was, in, he was questioning, he was, he was, uh, 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 they were having a hearing and he was questioning this professor. And when he, you know, she was, she was challenging him that men could get pregnant. And he said, are you, you're saying that, you know, the men can get pregnant. And she says, oh, well, you know, your line of questioning fosters violence. Oh, give me a break. Yeah, that's what she said. She goes, because, because trans people are, you know, they're more tempted to suicide. And therefore, if you, Senator Hawley, are questioning that trans people uh, exist, then you're making these people feel excluded and put down. And, and therefore, the more of them are going to commit suicide. And therefore, you're fostering violence Ugh. simply by questioning the concept that a man can get pregnant. And, and then, and, and, Terry, we have reached the point of absolute absurdity. Now, I've been saying for years, in, as I do political commentary, yes, that we're no longer in a situation where it's just left versus right, Republican versus Democrat, you know, conservative versus liberal. Sure. We reached a while back the point where the fight is, of course, we all know it's a fight between good and evil. Of course. But but this is a fight between common sense and insanity. Exactly. And that's why people from, you know, who may traditionally identify themselves on either end of the spectrum, if you're just talking about conservative, liberal, Republican, Democrat, nevertheless, people from both of those spectrums now are saying enough is enough. And, and so here's the, my point with the link to abortion, and then I'll expand on it more. The point with the link to abortion is simply this. Maybe today we've reached a point where we can't say a man is a man or a woman is a woman because for 50 years we've been saying a baby's not a baby. Good point. Excellent point. Right? We think about that now. That's worth pondering because it's like, what did Roe v. Wade say? That, thank God, now Roe v. Wade is out of the way. Yeah. But what did it say? It said, well, we don't know 
right. when a human life begins. So then you think of that Supreme Court justice who can't define a woman. Maybe you can't define a woman because 50 years, the court that you're about to, to serve on wasn't able to define a human. If you can't define a human, how are you going to define a woman or a man? Uh, so we divorced ourselves from reality when we said we don't know when life begins. Yes, we do. Science tells us. But of course, if you want to deny science and if you want to say, well, it's not up to science to tell me that that's a baby, it's up to me. Well, then you've already opened the door saying it's not up to science to tell me that that's a man or a woman. It's up to me. It's the same thing. It. It's the same. It's the same thing. And what is this thing? Tell me. It's a denial of creation. Yep. Right. Because God put a truth into creation. The truth that you and I are men. The truth that a woman is a woman. The truth that a baby in the womb is a baby. That's written into creation by Almighty God. And our founders acknowledge this when they talked about the laws of nature and of nature's God. All right. So a denial of creation characterizes this woke culture. It characterizes this critical theory that's infecting our, our land. It characterizes it in the denial of the life of the baby, in the denial of gender, in the denial of the nuclear family. Yeah. Remember this whole BLM movement, yeah. you know, people started to wake up a little bit when they realized, because they had it right on their website, that they were opposed to the nuclear family. And remember, again, let's put this in the big context. What's going on here is that you've got a group of people that want to take control. They're Marxists. Yeah. And the way that the Marxist agenda advances is by dividing everybody from each other, including, and most fundamentally, I would say, dividing the children from their parents. Yes. So when you see these transgender activists, when you see these LGBTQRXAB21+, whoever, whatever in the world, nobody knows what it means, you see these people doing what they're doing, and then they say, "What?" Well, like recently, uh, you gave an example actually during the break. You, you that the, the very, very, um, uh, you know, very disturbing stuff about you know we're going to control your children, yeah. you know. And um, uh, this, this, uh, I think it was in Indiana recently. They were advertising this LGBTQ rally, and they said, you know, parents, well, you know, this is a thing for children, and you know, parents, you can go see the city while we talk to your children. Wow. It's like. Whoa, 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 whoa. But 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 the, the Marxists can't get control unless they control the children and separate them from their parents. That's the only way they can destroy the existing structure and replace it with their own. Um, but that's what's going on here. These LGBTQ people, they don't care about sexuality. Right. They really don't. They're just using this as a wedge to separate the children from their parents. Uh, similarly, you see it in the abortion movement, right? Yeah. It's not just that they want abortion, it's just that it's that they want the children to be able to get an abortion right. without the parents knowing about it. Exactly. Right? Yes. Father, let me jump in and ask this question. It seems like people are waking up to this woke culture. I'll give you an example and see if I'm onto something. You mentioned the, the movie or the documentary on what is a woman. We're at 170 million views on Twitter, okay? Matt's video, or, you know, that tells me something. How can we get, we have 331 million people in America. I can't remember anything getting that kind of percentage of views in my lifetime. So, and so that's number one. Number two, we see people starting to stop supporting uh, companies that are woke, like Target, Bud Light. And we see uh, a new marketplace coming in with Square, and they're they're saying we're we're going to do pro family, pro life, 
and uh, now they're the number one, number two uh, uh, purchaser of, of, of products. I did, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe, just maybe, Father, I might be on to something, maybe not, but I, I'm thinking that maybe people are coming with more common sense and saying, I'm tired of this wokeness. It doesn't make any sense to me. They might not even be committed Christians. They just might be Joe Sixpack who looks at this and says, I'm tired of them pushing this on me. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to support it. Am I on to something? Oh, yes. You know, and what it is, is that no matter what a person's political persuasion is yeah. or even their level of political involvement, yeah. start messing with their children. Yeah. And they are going to get politically active Good. and involved real quick. And also start messing with their gas tank, yeah. and uh, they're going to get you know involved real quick as well. And that's what's happening. In other words, things have to get really bad yeah. before they turn around. Yeah. We don't want wish any evil on anybody, but that's what in reality what it takes yeah. is that enough people are actually seeing this evil going inside their front door. Yes, you know, threatening their children threatening their ability to buy groceries and gas. Right. And then it's like, okay, I don't know about all this theoretical stuff and yeah. I don't know about all this political yeah, stuff, that's how but I, I don't want this happening to me and my family. Yep. I see that happening, and pr praise God, I think it's a great opportunity to evangelize people at this point with the gospel of life, because when, when you realize what's gone on, I've talked to people who are not committed Christians, and they go, you know, we know something is wrong in our culture. It's the, and I can't pin it. And I use it as a way to evangelize them that you, that the gospel of the truth is Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the light. And so when we when we bring in the gospel to the message in our culture that acts like God doesn't exist, they've rejected now the culture of death because they go, this didn't work for me. As a matter of fact, you know this because Priest for Life does the Rachel program. Women that have had abortions... At the time when the abortion took place, many of them, they were like, well, I just didn't know better. I just felt like I, I didn't have a choice, okay? But many of them have regretted it and now are the most pro-life women in the country. Am I on to something? Oh, yeah. You know, I spent much of my day today with, uh, with our Rachel's Vineyard team. Uh, we were having update meetings, Good. and uh, the ministry is the largest in the world for Good. healing people after the wounds of abortion. Yep. Uh, and what it, it, it illustrates what I call the dead-end rule. I've been talking about it for years. And that is, if you go down a road and you ignore the signs that say it's a dead end, you will soon learn by personal experience that it's a dead end. <laughs> now, this is what's happened, what's been happening with abortion. The signs along the way are the teachings of the church, the, 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 the witness of the pro-life movement, the marches, the signs, the demonstrations, the prayer vigils at the abortion facilities. We've been witnessing and shouting and yelling from the rooftops, uh, as our Lord wants us to do, the, the message that, that this is, is wrong to kill a baby. Okay. So many have many have heeded that message. We know we're saving lives every day. But those that, that ignore those signs and go down that road, they're going to end up uh, finding the dead end by, 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 by painful experience. Those that, that you run up against human nature. You know, it's also the old slogan. It's kind of saying the same thing. Yeah. That God always forgives. People sometimes forgive. <laughs> but nature never forgives. 
you run up against them. You might believe you can walk through a brick wall or you can walk on air. But if you hit that brick wall or you go off that cliff, nature's not going to be very forgiving. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and it's not going to be forgiving at all. No, You're going to hit that wall or you're going to fall off that cliff. So this is what's happening. People are suffering from this in many, many, many ways. And if they survive the experience uh, of, of the abortion, then they turn around, uh, please God, they find the repentance and the healing that we offer and that we urgently proclaim every day. And then they come back down that road and they become the living sign that abortion is not the answer. Uh, and that's why we have, with Rachel's Vineyard, mm -hmm which I'm privileged to, to, to serve as pastoral director, we then have some of those people come into Silent No More I where they're it. sharing that story publicly. Father, when we come back, I want to give you a little time to tell people how they can support Rachel's Vineyard and all of good pro-life work that you're doing. Because let's be honest, this is a time for action. It's not a time to sit back and watch. And we've got a great opportunity to preach the gospel of life, as St. John Paul II called it. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Father Frank Pavone's with me. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Can you tell I like to support Priests for Life and Rachel's Vineyard? Father, tell our listeners how they can financially and prayerfully support you. Yes, prolifegift.org is our donation website, prolifegift.org. Now, the, 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 the donations there go to Priests for Life, which funds Rachel's Vineyard, uh, and uh, it's a part of our whole family of ministries. If people want to see our main website, it's endabortion.us, endabortion.us. There's a donate button there, too. You'll see the link to Rachel's Vineyard and all our other ministries like Silent No More that we were also just talking about. Uh, and and it's, a, it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, a family of, of, of people. We just had meetings today with lots of them, and, and uh, uh, many of our viewers, I'm sure, have met Alveda King on the road, yeah. or Janet Moran, or Brian Kemper, or Father yeah. Dennis Wild. So we're all together in this great ministry, and we can certainly use everyone's help because, as you know, we rely only on the support of uh, our people like our viewers. Yeah, and just to make a note, because it's like us here at Virgin Most Powerful, we don't get funding from the institutional church. Meaning right. the diocese isn't, we're not part of the budget for the bishops conference. They have their own budget and that's fine. But I just want people to know that we have to depend on the listener. It's a listener supported and the priest for life is the same thing. I don't think any, uh, you know, archdiocese is sending money to you as a, right. you know, that's just, that's, we have to do it by lay people. So thank you. Father, I want to continue your thoughts on the woke yeah. culture and abortion. Yeah. And think about this. I just want to throw this out at you. If we can kill an innocent, unborn baby, okay, the reality is that's a baby. Now, I understand for the culture that says, well, it's only a baby if I think it's a baby. You know, it's nonsense. But that mentality for 50 years is now saying, I'm a man when I'm a woman, and vice versa. I'm a woman when I'm a man. In other words, it's because I said something that makes it true. And it seems like once we got it wrong with the unborn, we just went crazy on all the other issues. Am I onto something? 
yeah, let's let's trace this out biblically, okay. and then also uh, from the point of view of American history Excellent. and our founders, our founders' vision. Okay, biblically speaking, you know, I said before, you know, it's no longer just left versus right; it's good versus evil, and 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 we're not we're not talking here just about people who oh they're misled. Uh, oh, uh, you know, they haven't found the truth yet. Let's let's dialogue with them and let's present to them the truth. We always have to be presenting the truth, but we have to understand the nature of the battle. We've got people here who are engaged in an absolutely vicious, deliberate attack on what we believe. It's not just that they don't believe or that, oh, they didn't get the memo. Or, you know, oh, they, they're, they're, they're misled. They're people of goodwill, but they're misled. No, we've got a group of people who are not of goodwill. And this is what people have to understand. This will get us into the battle mentality that, that you and, and Jesse always express so well on this program. It's like, hey, this is battle Catholicism, right? This is like, we're going to war here. Right. And and because the, because the other side has declared war on us. Now, so it's good versus evil. And what is the, 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 the banner that these vicious attackers are taking up? Well, it goes back to the beginning of the Bible, mm -hmm. because what we see there, our first parents were tempted by the promise, you will be like gods, knowing good and evil. Now, of course, we have to know the difference between good and evil in order to choose good and reject evil, but they didn't mean just knowing. That original temptation meant you would be the one to decide, just, just like you just explained, that, hey, I'm going to invent what's right and what's wrong. It's all up to me. Mm -hmm. Again, the connection with abortion, it's up to my choice. If, it's, if I say, uh, I don't want this baby and, and, and my freedom depends on aborting this baby, well then, that's what makes it right. Not that what I'm choosing is right, but it's just the fact that I'm choosing. It's a self-validating right. choice and it's also a self-validating assertion uh, uh, that I make. In other words, I invent the truth. Yeah. You will be like gods. And this is a battle reflected not only in the first book of the Bible, but in the last book of the Bible, when we read that war broke out in heaven yeah. and the devil and his, his angels were cast down to the earth, but the one who was on the good side was Michael. And remember that word in Hebrew means who is like God? It's a battle cry. Yeah. Who is like God? And, 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 and that goes against the thinking of the devil, which is I will be like God. And, and, and it got, brings us to two other scriptures. Isaiah 14, Isaiah is chiding the king of Babylon and he's saying, you're arrogant. You said, I will be like God. I will exalt myself. And, 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 and Isaiah in that passage calls him Lucifer. Yep. And he says, you have fallen from the heavens, O Lucifer. Why? Because he had the mind of Lucifer, which is, I will exalt myself. I will be like God. Then the other scripture that rounds this all out is Philippians 2. Because if Isaiah 14 shows us the mind of the evil one, Philippians 2 shows us the mind of the Holy One when Paul says, though he was, was in the form of God, Jesus did not deem equality with God something to be grasped, rather he humbled himself. So that's where we find the, the difference between the woke culture and a culture of sanity. That's where we find the difference between the culture of death and the culture of life, is that the culture of death exalts itself, I'm going to be like God, the culture of life says, I'm going to submit to God. I'm going to respect his truth written in creation, like we were saying before. I don't decide if it's a baby or a man or a woman. It's the truth written in creation. I'm going to accept that. I'm going to submit to that. And by submitting to God, I'm going to find my freedom. 
Let me ask you a question then. We have the Sacred Heart of Jesus month, and month of June is dedicated to the heart of Christ. We have some folks who are misled. I, I mean, I, they, they call it Pride Month, and we're talking about humility as a follower of Christ. It seems to me there's someone else who has a lot of pride, and that's the devil. And he's very confusing to people, and he does things in reverse. I'm going to make a presumption, and I'm not an exegesis on Scripture. You know, I'm not an expert there. But it seems to me that the devil is really pulling this off regarding homosexuality as being a good thing because he seems to do things in opposite. In other words, black masses, they, they do it in the opposite of what we do as a Catholic masses. Uh, it seems that the devil is behind these evil acts by bringing forth people thinking that homosexuality, sodomy, is a good thing. And I can't believe that people are doing this on their own. I got to believe that this comes right from the pit of hell because this action, objectively speaking, is offensive to Almighty God and people are being misled thinking that, you know, this is my pride to be able to commit sin, serious sin. So I got to think the devil has got some of the uh, people bamboozled to think this is a good thing. And it seems that he's been doing that for thousands of years. Am I under something there, Father? Yeah, absolutely. No, it doesn't mean that everybody who's no. fallen into this error no. is, 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 is uh, 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 you know, worshiping the devil or anything no. like that. But the devil is, in fact, rejoicing in all of this of and wants us to fall into all of these traps. You know, we had recently the Satan Con conference. Uh, we saw it, yeah, right? Saw it. Yeah, uh, Boston. Uh, uh, largest gathering yeah, yeah. of Satanists. Now, remember, they said, oh, we're not we're not here to worship the, the yeah. you know, a spiritual being called the devil. We're right. just here to affirm, you know, personal freedoms. And yeah, but the devil doesn't care. That's what he wants. As long as you don't worship God. Right. They, they assert, assert your personal freedom. That's what he wants you to do. It's all up to me. I will be like God. You know, I'm, I will decide my life, my rights, my body, my choice. Yep. The mantra goes on. I define a man. I define a woman. I decide whom I'm going to love. And I decide what kind of family I'm going to have. And, uh, you know, this is this is the work of the devil. And scripture says Jesus came into the world to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus said the works of the devil are lies and murder. Yeah. So you deny creation, you destroy life. Lies and murder, and that's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way back to the Father. He's the way to sanity. He's the way to salvation, precisely because he's the truth that destroys the devil's lies, and he's the life that undoes the devil's murderous acts. And I, gotta, uh, I just want to interrupt you and say, Dennis Prager, a Jewish man, talked about me, myself, and I, the unholy trinity. Yes. And it seems that that's the devil there. Because we, once we worship ourselves as we are our own God, and I've actually met people on planes when I'm traveling that said, I am my own God. I mean, that wow. he was dressed as a witch. You know, I'm, I'm sure she was into the occult, but I, I just thought I felt so sad because they're being misled to think that they have control of everything in life and they're living a life of lies. 
And, and it's well, sad. And, 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 you know, this, this ties into, uh, I said I was also going to give, give this from the perspective of our American history want, and our yes. founders. This ties into what our founders were most afraid of. They gave us a system of government which is, gives us a lot of freedom because it puts the sovereignty not in a monarch yeah. or, or a court or, or, or even a Congress. It puts the sovereignty on the people, in, yes. in yes. the people. Okay, yes. so they, 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 they constructed this government so that no, because of its because it's a divided government and, and separation of powers and checks and balances, people who understand and study the Constitution, they know that it's designed so that no one person or branch of government can accumulate all the power and pull us back into tyranny. But here's the risk that our founding fathers took. Tell us. That the freedom that we have would get divorced eventually from truth. Yeah. And this is what we're talking about, right? Denial right. of truth, you know, letting everything revolve around myself. Yep. If everything revolves around myself, well then we as a people can no longer govern ourselves because everybody's just seeking their own interests. That's right. And you're not seeking the common good anymore. In Catholic political teaching, we talk about the common good. Yeah. How can a people pursue what's good if they've forgotten what's good? And, and, you know, we were talking before about the denial of creation. It, 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 the Second Vatican Council taught us that if you deny the creator, the creation becomes unintelligible. Yeah. You can't you can't you can't discern anymore right from wrong. You right. can't discern the difference between reproductive choice or the violent killing of a baby. Yeah. So now if you're going to govern yourselves, you've got to be rooted, and our founders said this, you've got to be rooted in religion and morality. That's exactly where I was going to go. One of the founders of our Constitution said, this is an American experiment, but it's only going to work if we have a moral people. And that's why things are going in chaos, because we don't have the morals that we should have. Stay with us, family. We'll be back. A little bit more about American history with Father Frank Pavone. Stay with us, family. We'll be back in a quick moment. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Father Frank Pavone's fit, sitting in for Jess today. I, I always like to say I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, I'd be a billionaire. Because you know what, Father Frank? My hope is not in government. My hope is in Jesus Christ. I'll never forget a comment by... Former President Ronald Reagan, he said these words. He said, they're scary words. And what were they? He said, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. And I, <laughs> I think there was a lot of truth in what he said because, Father, it seems like now um, we have had a culture, and we're talking about American history, but we've had a culture that says the government is like everything for you. In other words, you don't need anything. We're going to take care of you from when you were born to when you die. And it seems that uh, this principle is at odds with the Catholic Church's position of subsidiarity. And I want to ask you for this last segment to chat a little bit with our listeners about the solutions to this big problem of the woke culture and the culture right. of death. 
Well, remember, wokeism is about tyranny. Yeah. And we are seeing today, every single day in the news, the examples of the new tyranny. I mean, we've got hearings going on in Congress now about the weaponization of the FBI. Our friend Mark Houck, uh, <laughs> a, a peaceful pro-life uh, prayer warrior, yep. Yep. FBI shows up at his house with guns drawn, pointed at him and his children and his wife. What is this? Uh, uh, the FBI raiding the home of a former president has been unheard of in Easy. human history. Yeah. There was a coup attempted against President Trump. They spied on his campaign, fake impeachments, fake hoaxes that they're still going on, indictments without any basis in law at all or fact. This is, this is the weaponization of government. They are coming after all of us who are believers. They are, they are spying on churches. You saw the thing that I came did. out from the FBI about that. And, and more revelations just the other day from the Department of Homeland Security uh, targeting uh, 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 conservative uh, media outlets and groups calling them domestic terrorists. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Virgin Most Powerful Radio <laughs> is on their list too. So it's like, Come on, people have to wake up and realize we are dealing, there's not just political disagreements, we are dealing with tyranny. Now, we want to know the solution yes, here. Yes, please. Well, the part, there's many different things we have to do for a solution. Let's just start right in with the elections. We have got, whether it's on the level, Terry, of the school board, yeah. okay, where this woke indoctrination is being allowed to get into our, uh, to our children, whether it's on the level of the school board, all the way up to President of the United States, right. We have got to vote the tyrants out of office. Amen. Period. Amen. And we've got to start now. Yeah. There are elections in 2023, not just in 24. Right. 24 is going to be a big one. But what we've got to pay attention. Ballotpedia is a very good website good. to find out. It's nonpartisan. It's a very good website to find out where are the uh, elections going on in my city. Maybe there's a school board election or a city council or mayor or whatever it is. State legislatures, there's several states that have their, their state legislators up for election this year. We've got to be active, involved, and informed. So voting the tyrants out, that's yeah. got to be our motto. We've got to, and because it's the tyrants who are the pro-abortion ones and, and anti-religious freedom and the, 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 the apostles of this wokeism and transgender nonsense. So involvement in elections, number one. Mm -hmm. Now, Terry, number two is, you mentioned it before. You know, we're winning this battle. People are waking up yeah. and they're saying, you know what, Target and, and, and Bud Light, they're gonna get behind this nonsense. I'm not gonna buy from them anymore. And you know, a lot of times boycotts don't work because right. they don't get the public momentum that they deserve, that they need in order to work. But I say sometimes, in these cases, it's showing that it can work. We are making a dent, in, and these companies are learning uh, that you go woke, you go broke. And, and we've got to make sure that um, we participate in, in, in a, when, it's, when it's this clear and present danger. We've got to teach these companies a lesson. And if you can, as long as you can get along and provide for your family and get the things you need from alternative right. uh, sources, yep. then do it. Then do it. Okay. A third thing, sure. we've got to be informed. I mean, you you, you uh, invited me on for the whole show today because there's a lot that we need to delve into. You know, the only way we get to understand these things, I want to urge our, 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 our listeners, read. One of the books that's very, very good, uh, Newt Gingrich, 
has a book called Beyond Biden. In other words, he's looking ahead and he's saying, you know, how do we build the America that we love? Yeah. And, he, and he addresses this stuff about what, you know, what the wokeism means. There's a lot of other great authors. Um, you know, look at, at your Charlie Kirk has some oh, great, great books guy. out there. Uh, um, uh, various other, other uh, conservative commentators read read constantly and listen to some of the podcasts by a lot of these Newt Gingrich. Again, I mentioned his name. He's got a great podcast. People like Dan Bongino. Oh, he's great. Um, he's great. And, 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 and my friend, Sebastian Gorka, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people who are, they know this stuff top to bottom, not just theoretically, yeah. but because they've been in the battle. Uh, you know, they've been in in the. They know the halls of government. You know, they know the FBI. They know what it means when government gets weaponized. They know the difference between tyranny and freedom. They know our history. Yeah. We got to listen to these people. Uh, and and aside from obviously the the Catholic sources that we've got, sure. aside from the spiritual reading that yes. we do. Aside from listening to your programs and my programs, sure. we've got to hear some of these uh, American um, patriots yes. who are really getting to the bottom of what's going on here today. Um, and then the other thing we have to do, talk to your clergy. I mean, we're always talking about this, but there was an incident in Ohio the other day I heard where a that. priest yep. spoke out. You heard about I it. I yeah. did. Tell us. We've talked about he, it. He spoke out about against this wokeism that's on display <laughs> yes. with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yes. Right. Yes. Sisters of perpetual indulgence. What an insult to Catholicism and to the gospel of Jesus Christ. They they have the motto, go and sin some more. I mean, yeah. that's blasphemy. Yes, that's it is. blasphemy. Okay, so what do we have to do? So this priest spoke out against this, like every should. priest should, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. And then some kind of woke, gender-confused uh, 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 parishioner started lambasting him even out loud in the in the yep. church and complained after mass and went to the media and whatnot yeah. it's like and 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 this guy says oh he should apologize no he should not apologize the people who should apologize I would say to this parishioner are first of all you because you're so confused and you and you and you're spreading your confusion to others and then the people who should, should apologize are the clergy who are being silent about these That's things right. and who are cowering in the corner do they believe in the power of the Holy Spirit or, or not? not? Do they believe in the power of the word or That's not? Right. Get up and preach it if you yeah. believe in it. So these are some of the, And so what we have to do is, listen, all of our priests, they're thinking inside their own minds and hearts. Should I say something? Are, are, are my parishioners going to get mad at me? And, and Terry, you know full well what they're also asking themselves is, is my bishop going to get mad exactly. at me? Exactly. Am I going to get my faculties taken away? Am I going to be a canceled priest? I know so many priests are worried about that. Well, they look at me, right? And they, they, they so many of them, they've, they've admired me over the yeah. decades. And, and they say, oh, my gosh, you know, well, 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 look what they did to him. So it's like, you know what? We follow one Lord and Master, yeah. Jesus Christ. Can, can, one. Can I just throw something in? Bishop Strickland said this to me last week. And he's on the hot seat right now because people think he's gone way over because he speaks about the deposit of faith. Okay? Yeah. And he said that if for some reason I get removed as the Bishop of Tyler, he says, I'm going to go down because I was preaching the truth. He said, I can live with that because I know at my judgment seat, I'm going to be judged on how well I shepherd the flock. And the deposit of faith is not a negotiable item that I can't 
preach on. I have to, I made a promise when I was ordained to do that. And if I get taken out, that's on whoever takes me out, not on me, because I'm willing to preach the gospel in season and out. And I think that's the attitude priests and other bishops have to have that, you know what, you're going to do your duty well. And if doing your duty causes you uh, to be removed, well, so be it. And I know that's a strong thing for me as a layman to say, but I really believe that we have to speak. The truth is more important than, you know, saying, well, my flock isn't going to be fed if I leave. Well, that's on the bishop or whoever takes you out. That The point of it is you don't have a choice to compromise when it comes to giving people the truth if you're going to be a shepherd. And so I'm asking all priests and bishops to model what Bishop Strickland is willing to do, because I think we need more Bishop Stricklands in the Catholic Church today. Well, that's right. And, 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 you know, every one of us is responsible to that deposit of faith, to that word of God, to that teaching of Christ. You know, even Jesus Christ said, my teaching is not my own. Right. That verse of, of John's gospel was very important because he was referring back to the Father. He says, I teach what I hear from the Father. And then when he talked about the Holy Spirit, yep. he said, he will not speak on his own. He will speak to you what he receives from me. So the bottom line is, if the second and third persons of the Blessed Trinity don't make up their own teaching, who in the world are we to yep. try to do that? Yeah, I, I think that's uh, well said. Father Frank, one more time on how people can support Priests for Life. Give us a website to go to. Yes, ProLifeGift.org if you want to give us financial support, ProLifeGift.org. And then our main website, EndAbortion.us, you'll see our whole family of ministries, including the beautiful healing ministries that we were discussing earlier. And Father, uh, I always like to make this pitch, and you know I do, every time I have you on. If a woman or a man has participated in a, an abortion, whether they let their girlfriend have the abortion or you had the abortion, what would you tell them about the mercy of God? Well, you are not alone. We know the pain that you are in, and you need just to ask for that mercy. God is more eager to forgive you than you are to be forgiven, yeah. and we can help you. Uh, abortionforgiveness.com is where you can go to get the nearest uh, confidential, professional, uh, loving counseling and help to get over that um, terrible guilt and shame. Um, and that's what we do every day. That's a big part of the pro-life movement. Well said. And Father, I just want to thank you for the decades of service of life that you've been doing with the Priests for Life. I think, if I'm right, you correct, if I'm wrong, I remember in 1993 at a Human Life International Symposium, I can still picture you in, behind a table saying this is my new organization called Priests for Life. Am I on to something? Yeah, that was the year I started, 1993. Okay. I thought, exactly. I thought that was. Uh, thanks again for joining us, Priests for Life, Father Frank Pavone. I want to also encourage people to listen on the podcast of all the shows we have. Bishop Strickland's show, especially now, he's been really power preaching on the Bishop Strickland Hour. Just get our free app by going to dmpr.org. And you can download, and all the shows are available. If Jesse was here, I'd say, Jess, what state should we be living in? Father Frank, what state should we be living in? State of grace. You got it. And then I'm going to end always with Our Lady of Fatima. He said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. We can participate in the salvific work of Jesus Christ, whether you're four years old or 104, by offering all of our actions to Jesus Christ in union with sacrifice of the mass to help redeem the world join sign me up for that man 
And I want to thank you for your support here at vmpr.org. Tell your friends about the shows. Pass them on the best you can. May God richly bless you and your family. See you again next time.